Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Cryptic Cocktail Party, a show where we have a few drinks, share a few laughs, take a dive into the unknown. I am your host, Dave, and today I am joined uh, once again, not once again, uh, again, by a uh, friend of the show, Cryptid Clyde. How you doing, bud? I'm all right. How are you? I'm fantastic. Kind of. Excellent. Kind of. <laughs> Just kind of? <laughs> I ate I ate a bunch of, not a bunch, I ate a few peanut butter and fluff sandwiches before we recorded oh, and now my okay. guts are just kind of like yeah real heavy yep and i you, had a pbj before this too so yeah. right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah no i'm glad you're doing good you're looking good thank you thank you're, you hey you know that's what i'm here for I'm, and you're rocking that mustache man like no other <laughs> magnum pi up here yeah <laughs> i'm just glad i can grow a mustache and facial hair in general i know a lot of people who can't and it it bums me out <laughs> that there's that awkward phase. I just went for it in high school and just uh, over one summer, just like I'm getting this out. No patchiness. We're getting this full blown. And then <laughs> you just kind of willed yep. it into existence kind of like exactly. Yeah. See, that's, that's what people need. They need to secrete more stuff to the universe and it'll happen. Exactly. That's what you got to manifest your, 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 your facial hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Well, Clyde, I think I have a good episode today. I'm I'm excited. It is. There's it's it's not a it's not a cryptid and it's not folklore and it's not like an urban legend. Something a little different, but since it's February, I think it's something we should do. Now Okay. Clyde, do you consider yourself a romantic? Oh, of course. Yeah, like a hopeless I mean, romantic or are you just just all about <laughs> yeah, the hopeless part, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, but it's, it's, it's February. Uh, we got Valentine's day coming up this week. Yeah. So I figured what we would do, cause I, I don't, I don't know anything about Valentine's day or its origins or where it came mm-hmm. from. So I figured today we would explore like the origins and like the old timey traditions of the original Valentine's day. Ooh. Okay. Because when I looked into it, it's kind of fucked up and it's, yep. <laughs> and it's not as, uh, romantic or commercialized as it is today it's no nope, wild <laughs> uh, all right it might be a little bit shorter of an episode but i think the content's there where it doesn't matter i think we're gonna get through it just fine that's right it's about the meat of it yeah 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 and you know podcast should only be as long as the subject matter needs it to be <laughs> exactly all right so i guess with that out of the way let's we'll stop killing time and just get right in all right it. yeah dive right into this all right, so Valentine's Day. It's a day for love, romance, and the possibility of your partner letting you do that one thing you like in bed. You know the one. You know the one. Everyone oh, knows yeah. the one. Once a year. <laughs> but what if I told you, Clyde, that like most other holidays we have, the Valentine's Day wasn't always centered around Hallmark cards, chocolates, and the promise of some light butt stuff in bed, but actually comes from a pagan tradition that was steeped in lust, fertility, and animal sacrifice. As long as there was butt stuff involved, I'm that's on board for me. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent there was. <laughs> but also, I assume you wouldn't be. No one would be surprised by me saying that it started out as a fucking pretty cool pagan ritual, and then mm-hmm. we kind of just ruined it over time. Because that's what yeah. all of them are. Yeah, they come to the party and ruin it for everybody, man. That's uh... <laughs> so. Like I said, today we're gonna go over just one of the possible origins for Valentine's Day. All uh, right. How it started, how it may have gotten its name, and if time allows, we'll try to figure out just how it became 
you know, <laughs> the commercialized chocolate filled holiday that we've come to know. Uh, spoiler alert. It was the Christians, the Catholics. They- uh, what? <laughs> when has that ever happened in history? That's- <laughs> All right. So, so like I said, there's, there's a, like a metric shit ton of different stories and theories for when and where Valentine's day originally originated. Uh, that's even including the name itself. Uh, I read over a few of the different ones and they're kind of cool and all, but there was one that was just like the most intense when it comes to the actual celebration, which was basically a three day wine filled, sexually charged BDSM festival held by none other than I'm sure you can guess the Romans. Hey, <laughs> if there's one thing they do right, it's their orgies, man. That's, That's, uh, <laughs> forget democracy. They, they, they are the foundation of this, you know? Oh God. Wine, <laughs> sex. It's, yeah, pretty much that's just, mm-hmm. that's, that's it. That's all. The rules. Yeah. It's, it's why everyone loves going to Italy. It's, it's just everything you want and pasta. Yeah. Pie. Endless breadsticks. <laughs> no, the festival that they had originally started, uh, was called Lupercalia. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Lupercalia and was held from February 13th to the 15th and I don't know if this is the right word, but it was marketed as a festival to purify the city of evil spirits and promote health and fertility. Now, the origins of how the festival started is pretty much like anyone's guess at this point. But scholars have traced this celebration to as far back as the 6th century B.C. and think that it has something to do with Rome's creation story of Romulus and Remus. And okay, yeah. So for anyone listening who may be unfamiliar, here's like the most basic quick breakdown that you can give of the (laughs) (laughs) creation of Rome. So it's bizarre. Yeah. So King Amulius, I think that's how you pronounce his name, ordered his nephews and future founders of Rome, Romulus and Remus to be thrown in the river, kind of like shutter Island style, basically just murder your children in a river kind of thing. Because their mother had apparently broken her vow of celibacy and these kids technically shouldn't have even been alive. Luckily, the servant who was supposed to go all Casey Anthony on them took pity <laughs> and put them in a basket where they where they floated down the river. They were discovered by a wolf who took them in and raised them as her own in a den at the base of the Palatine Hills, where Rome was later founded. The twins were later adopted by a shepherd. Uh, once they were old enough, they killed their uncle and returned to the cave, named it Lupercal. So that's where that's the story of that's pretty much the very quick breakdown of it. But also, this might be where the festival got its name, Lupercalia, lupus meaning wolf, yep. wolf boom, yeah, yeah. history. There you go. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so now, Clyde, <laughs> you're probably asking yourself, well, what did they do with this festival? Because I'm sure you're curious. I, I have a feeling it's going to be more like, what didn't they do? But yeah, let's let's go. Uh, <laughs> let's get into this. Um, it's the Romans. You can probably already guess kind of what was going on, but at the same time, I don't think you can. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into it, man. Let's get messy. So the Romans, like we've been kind of discussing, weren't really known for being tame when it comes to their parties. And this one was 100% no exception. Uh, It was celebrated in a couple different spots, the Lupercal Cave, obviously, and an open air meeting place called the Comitium which was unfortunately also located in Pompeii. So in the future, RIP Comitium. Yeah. <laughs> and I think later on it was celebrated at the Colosseum, but I don't, no. I don't know how true that is. I only saw it mentioned once, but Caesar makes reference to like 
someone giving him like a crown. So I'm assuming it was probably had to be near there. I really don't know. But anyways, so to kick things off, it starts at the Lupercal cave with none other than a good old fashioned animal sacrifice. Ooh. The priests are a Lupercai, Lupercai, maybe they would kill one or more male goats, which I guess were representations of sexuality, maybe because they're horny. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been waiting to use that button. <laughs> uh, but now, as you know, this is where it becomes a bummer. Uh, they would also sacrifice a dog, so they'd kill a dog. Yeah. Yeah. But once the sacrifice was completed, they would take the knife and smear the blood of the animals on the foreheads of two naked priests who then, and this part was really important. They really had to make sure that you knew this part. They would clean the blood off with a wool soaked in milk <laughs> as the naked blood covered priests laughed hysterically. So I don't know why that was such an important part of the ritual, but <laughs> you know, I mean, it's pretty funny. So it's not bad to try too hard. Yeah. Yeah. But, but once that was completed, the feast would begin. And since it was Rome, it was a huge feast, just food, wine, every, I mean, obviously anything you could think of, but <laughs> once the fun, once the feast was finished, that's where the fun, if that's what you want to call what happens next begins. So, <laughs> so the priests would cut strips of hide from the newly sacrificed goats into strips called thongs or februa, februa, february, february, yeah. hey. and they would hand them out to the men. Everyone then got butt ass naked and the men would chase the women down and whipped any one of them that was in striking distance with the goat hide strips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Are> you Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is just is I, I get why it's the holiday of love after all that. Of course, that's <laughs> checks out. I mean, it's, it sounds pretty brutal, but the young women of the time kind of welcomed the lashings because as <laughs> because <laughs> uh, being struck by one of these thongs was meant to bring on fertility. And then once was all once all this was said and done, all the women would put their name into an urn for the men to draw from kind of like a, okay, it's like, like an ancient, keys. it's like an ancient key party. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, and if your name was chosen, you were coupled together for the rest of the festival to quote unquote, get to know each other. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes those couples would, have, would actually stay together after the festival, even falling in love and getting married. Some would just stay together until next year's festival where they would just swap keys again, pretty much and go home. So I don't know how anyone ever got married back then, if this is what they were doing. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but honestly though, this sounds like a great meet cute. It sounds like a great basis for a rom-com, honestly. I just I just picture like what if every year you're trying to get rid of your partner by pulling a new name from the hat and you're just getting the same person every oh, you're like God oh, damn no. it Cassandra again come on <laughs> Maximus for the third year in a row <laughs> God damn but, uh, but where where are we at so far How are you feeling about what's going on It's good honestly uh, it's interesting to me about the the strips thing because I feel like that's part of um, some Krampus stuff too, as well as like uh, with um, whipping women with uh, oh, like the, switches the reeds, being yeah. a good thing, despite being a painful thing. Interesting that that's the tradition is beating somebody with a stick. Is <laughs> what's kind of weird though is that so they would cut the cut the strips of flesh into like strips, like whip people with, 
but they're not tanned or leathered. Like it's just, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just fresh, little, loose, wet skin. Juicy. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's just covered in blood, drunk off their ass, naked as fuck. And then they would just whip each other <laughs> with raw goat skin and then presumably just fuck all night. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it sounds like Burning Man at some point. So <laughs> I'm just saying, it, just, it doesn't sound like the worst time, but <laughs> it also doesn't sound like great. No, no. You know, you got to really, uh, you got to really like your community to uh, <laughs> show up to that festival every year, you know? <laughs> but unfortunately, all good things must come to an end. Unfortunately. Uh, over time and with the rise of Christianity, the festival kind of lost its spark. No one was naked. The festival only ended up lasting <laughs> uh, one day instead of the three. The women were still whipped, though, but okay. just on their hands and they were fully clothed. So that's a bummer. But <sighs> man, you can kind of see how it's starting to change the, into what we know it <laughs> as. We, I mean, as far as I know, we don't whip women with raw goat skin today but i mean i don't know i don't know all the traditions around the world uh you know (laughs) so now how did it become what we know now well the ancient romes inadvertently may have also been responsible at least in the naming of it because one origin story i read was that two at two different points in the third century emperor claudius executed two catholic priests they were like uh practicing in secrecy because catholicism wasn't like super cool at the time (laughs) (laughs) and coincidentally uh, they were both named valentine and in both instances the executions uh took place on february 14th and if there's one thing we know about the catholic and christian church is that they (laughs) love a martyr so they made, Boy, do they so they eventually made one of or maybe both of them i don't really know or care uh into saints and dubbed (laughs) that day saint valentine's day um, now with the spread of Catholicism, so too spread St. Valentine's Day. In the 5th century, Pope Galsius I combined St. Valentine's Day with Lupercalia because you can't have those you know, filthy pagans practicing their own religious no, holidays. God, no. um, and, and as stated above, made the whole thing a bummer. No one was naked. There wasn't a drunk fuck fest like it was back in the day. Um, it was still a day of like fertility and fucking kind of, but like, was it though? Not, mm. You know, marital yeah marital boning yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, now it was around this time uh around this time there was another holiday being practiced i guess by a group of people called the normans i don't know what that is i didn't bother looking it up i probably really shut up i believe they're they're uh french like normandy Uh, oh shit yeah i did not even think of that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was going to say like Norway, but that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, they had a holiday called Galatine's Day. Uh, (laughs) Galatine, I guess, means lover of women. And I don't know. I don't know exactly what the celebrations were or what took place at during the holiday. But (laughs) people think that Galatine's also got got kind of like absorbed or conflated with Valentine's Day. Mostly for the reason that they just kind of sounded super similar. <laughs> like That's really the only reason. <laughs> but by this point, it still wasn't like the super romantic love filled day that we that we know now. And that wouldn't happen for a few years when 
couple of couple of literary hacks named Shakespeare and Chaucer started romanticizing <laughs> in their writings, and that caused it to spread all throughout Britain, which eventually meant that it spread throughout Europe because if we know anything about the British, they they can't sit still. They just, no, no, not at all. Uh, <laughs> people started giving out handmade cards and little gifts to their potential fuck friends. And then eventually it made its way to the colonies. And then from there, only a few centuries later in Kansas City, Missouri, Hallmark Cards opened its doors in 1913 and started mass producing Valentine's Day cards. It started a marketing campaign that to this day causes everyone to drop at least a paycheck's worth of money on flowers, jewelry, chocolate, and just like shit that'll be forgotten about like as soon as it's gifted to them. Absolutely. <laughs> but wow. Yeah, but there you have it. That is... Maybe possibly the history of Valentine's Day, how it started out as a brutal blood soaked fuck fest <laughs> to you might get a hand job under the covers from your wife. <laughs> you know, if you give a, her enough job Valentine's Day. It, it it's very funny to just consider it went from basically pulling names out of a hat to see who you're hooking up with that night to you know, kids in school just dropping in little cards and shoe boxes on everyone's desk. You know, it, it, when you see the origins of it, it feels a little, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's, but that's, you can say that about any, I guess, like Christian or Catholic holiday now. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, sure. They were all this way, way before back in the day. Then they were all oh, awesome. Yeah. They were all, everyone's in a robe. There's animals getting their fucking heads cut off. And, then, <laughs> <laughs> and now it's just like, uh, Uncle Jerry's drunk again and saying something terrible <laughs> yeah. that he shouldn't say. <laughs> yeah, the holidays used to be real fucking metal, and now they're just kind of like uh, everybody's Facebook feed, basically. Yeah, <laughs> we're act we're actually recording this on Super Bowl Sunday. Hey, and the fucking back in the day, like the like the Olympics used to be all naked, and there's people fucking. Oh yeah, they're probably animals getting sacrificed then too. Like it's just everything. Now they got helmets and things to stop tbis like come on yeah. it, it, where's you know, the fun in that this is the softening of our culture you know this yeah. is, this is <laughs> the soy boy cucks of, of 2024 right i want someone to get their head cut off i, I want, want eye gouging back in sports man bring yeah. it biting fucking <laughs> yeah i mean mike tyson had it right man he was doing it the old way uh oh shit but yeah no that's so it's a little bit shorter of an episode, but I think uh, I think it was fine. Yeah, no, it, it, it's such a weird holiday, but it is fun to learn yeah. its dark history, but also that it actually legitimately was a Hallmark holiday. Basically. It, it, it really, it really was. <laughs> like, I guess, like, I guess, like during like the Industrial Revolution, they started mass producing just like holiday cards. Like, mm -hmm. you could eat, but like Hallmark really propagated the whole like valentine's oh. day like, oh yeah to an extent it's like when de beers or whatever like started like false falsely false scarcity of diamonds like it was yeah. like that kind of shit and I, they probably worked in cahoots there's no way <laughs> <laughs> like hey listen oh yeah i mean th those ad campaigns were like all super guilty too like oh you would love your person if you gave them a diamond but i guess uh, i guess you don't care about them that much <laughs> if you're not spending uh you know two paychecks on a diamond yeah, they really, they, I don't, I guess uh, gaslighting probably isn't the right word, but they definitely like really made you feel bad about yourself. Yeah, yeah. they got real into that, that subconscious, just, uh, I'm a bad person vibe. Oh man. So yeah, so we don't really have anyone to blame besides ourselves for, no, for turning it no. into what it is now, you know, but 
That's every holiday now. The only, the only holiday that isn't, unless you're Guinness, like St. Patrick's Day isn't really <laughs> commercialized. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Guinness yeah. and Jameson have that market, but at the same time, they're doing fine all year round. Yeah, th- th- that's just an extra bonus at the end of the year for them with, yeah. with the, the paycheck, you know. St. Patrick's Day pays for their Christmas party. Is pretty much what (laughs) exactly Hallmark on the other hand, they're just fucking yeah, they really found that niche market and just fucking drove it home because then fucking Christmas happened and they're like, oh shit, oh boy, everybody got a piece of Christmas too. It wasn't just the Hallmark company, it was everybody's in it now, man. Maybe this will be beginning. This this will be the beginning to a new series. Whenever a new holiday is about to come around, I'll just (laughs) do like the fucked up origin. I, honestly, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm all for that. That sounds like a great idea. Well, because, yeah, doesn't St. Patrick's Day like he's driving the snakes, a.k.a. Yeah. the pagans out of Ireland? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's got some some undertones to it that maybe aren't great, uh, yeah. you know, and a lot of erasure of, of Celtic uh, culture and whatnot because of, yeah. you know, Christianity. The also great, no problematics. Of, he was murdering all, uh, the pagans. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. The snakes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Well, Clyde, we come to the end. Before we sign off, is there anything you want to plug, direct people where to go? Hey, uh, no, I'm just not really particularly, but uh, I'm on Instagram, cryptoclyde underscore uh, in between there, cryptid underscore Clyde. (laughs) And then my first first show of the year is going to be Frogman in uh, Loveland, Ohio on March 2nd. So hell yeah, man. I'll see folks out there. Super, super jealous. Wish I was going. Oh, but I'll see. I'll see you out there a few times this year. I'm pretty sure. Right. I'll be around. Maybe not as a vendor, but I'll definitely I'll be I'll be making my rounds to some cryptid festivals this year. Don't you worry about it. (laughs) Well, I'll see you out there. All right. All right. All right. Uh, so, yeah. So, follow Clyde on Instagram, cryptid underscore Clyde. Uh, do you have a website? You have a website, don't you? It just goes to my Etsy shop. So, it's not really a website. All right. But I'm sure there's a link to it on his Instagram. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at uh, Cryptid Cocktail. Follow me on TikTok at Cryptid Cocktail Party. Uh, I do have a Patreon. It's $5 a month. It's not. I haven't really done much with it, but I mean, beer is expensive. <laughs> so if you want to help me get drunk while talking to guests, that's cool too. Um, I have a discord now. It's just cryptic cocktail party. It's very lonely in there. There's like 11 people maybe. And <laughs> let's just say it's not popping off, but you could change that by going uh, to the link in our Instagram and hitting the, uh, the invite link and talking. Maybe. Everybody should get in there. I think everyone should get in there. And if you're not, absolutely. Well, you're missing the party. Yeah. Says more about you than it does about me. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, with that out of the way, Clyde, would you like to say goodbye to everyone? Sure. Uh, Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) 